There we go. I had to turn on the mics for off. So yeah. now they're Talk. working. We're having a conversation amongst ourselves without involving the recording. Can you hear all right, Jeremy? I can hear, I can hear really well. It, yeah. sounds, it sounds really neat. Is that a guest I hear? It uh, is a guest. Oh, I can even see him, too. Yeah. So I guess we'll start. But yeah, I got back at 145 this afternoon. Excellent. So you'll be super tired and maybe delirious. and I'm already delirious because I'm just, sick. Just trail off and yeah. you get some um, coffee. I, I would like to just take this, this moment in time. Um, wait a second. What? Where's the Hot Wheels car? What Hot Wheels car? The one I brought last week with the bottle opener on it. Oh. Uh, this is I, a terrible podcast. Already. I probably put it in the, in the pile. Yeah. I brought you a Hot Wheels car with a bottle opener on it, and you handed me this shark. So the New England Shark. Anyway. So All right. Stop the podcast. We'll so, talk story afterwards. welcome to Auto Off Topic, episode 15. I'm your host, Andrew. And I, as always, am Brad. And tonight we have a guest, our friend, Jeremy Nutt. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, Jeremy. <laughs> Lift your mic up a little bit. Just All right. Talk, like, directly into it. Like, right to the side of yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Just like that. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. All right. I'm now, here. Now I can hear you. Great. It actually sounds a lot better all of a sudden. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're like right in, the, right in the middle. So we have the advantage of we've done this 14 previous times. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah so it's not bad. So we're, I've got, uh, for beer, I grabbed, because we have impending uh, snow doom, apparently. Yes. Uh, up here in New England. Which we're, is why I'm delirious and overtired. Yeah. Yeah, because we'll you're trying to beat that storm. Because so you got like 12 inches of snow coming or something tomorrow. I don't so, know. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. 14 to 18, I think we're in the loop for. So I, I bought some uh, Wormtown Brewery Blizzard of '78, uh, which predates all of us. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes, because I, I loved the name of it. It's also a dark beer with coffee beans, so that's I'm into that too. But so being Blizzard of '78, it must be a local brew. Yeah, it's from Worcester. So I like the. The, the story in the back, it says, The storm by which all storms are measured. Our winter offering pays tribute to those who were there and those who have endured hearing about it over and over again. Which is everybody in our generation. Yeah. Our parents <laughs> talk about it over and over and over That's, again. It was the worst. Uh, my parents have an interesting story because they were still dating like early on. So were my parents. Yeah, and like my mom got stranded at my father's parents' house Yeah, for like days. <laughs> yeah. Some story like that. My mom had a shovel thrown at her Volkswagen Beetle because she was out driving because she was a nurse. Ah. And a guy was mad at her because she was driving, but she was legally allowed to drive because she had to get to the hospital. Yeah, absolutely. To be a nurse. But <coughs> anyway. I did forget my computer today, so we're going to have to go without notes on my end. Actually, I have my phone. I can pull up. Yeah, you can do it that way. My crack screen will make it interesting to see. Uh, so we'll get right into it because we, we don't want to run too, too long tonight. Um, but you got your trailer, but there's a long story before. It's a very long story. After Is that. that what we want to start with already? I guess so. Uh, well, I don't have any project car updates, so. Uh, I don't have any project car updates. No. So I guess that's. Uh, Jeremy might have some, but he's our guest, so he can't talk about them yet. No, no. We'll, we'll, we'll talk all about Jerry. <laughs> he can Jeremy's talk. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's shaking his head over here. Cause, uh, yeah. People can't see me shake my head, but yeah, yeah I'm shaking my head. All right. The old dad joke. I can hear the, hear the marbles rattling around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so my project car update, I guess, would be I went to pick up my trailer. Yep. Um, podcast listeners know that we live in Massachusetts. And the trailer was not in Massachusetts. It was in Georgia. So that's – it was in the, 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 like the southern 
South, like, South Central Georgia was the southernmost part of Georgia, like right in the middle of the state. So it's more south than Atlanta. Because Atlanta's kind of in the middle. It, it was like directly south of Atlanta by a lot of miles. Okay. Like if you put, it, if you put it like a straight line south on a map. But it wasn't like seacoast uh, Georgia. No, it was not. It was way inland. That was Douglas, Georgia, I think. Um, hmm. They're like the mecca of trailer manufacturers down there. It's like Trailer Row. It's like up here we have Route 1, the Auto Mile in oh. Norwood. Down there it's like <laughs> – excuse me. I'm still sick like last week because I haven't slept much either. Um, down there they have like a trailer mile, and it's manufacturers and dealers. And you can't buy direct from the manufacturer because you have to go through a middleman. But then the middleman's address, which is fun, isn't where the trailers are. <laughs> And Sounds then like he tells you to follow him to the trailers are, <laughs> and the trailers are at the manufacturer. And then you deal with the rest of the transaction with the lady that works for the manufacturer, and she has lists of all the dealers behind her and the transactions they've all done. Oh, weird. So it's like a weird, like, and yep. we, talk, we talked last week about the beer, the brewery. Um, like contract brewing? Contract brewing. It's like contract trailers, I guess. But the dealer doesn't have their own brand name on it, do they? No, no, it's it's all they're all sold. The one I bought was under the Diamond Cargo name. Oh, weird! Because they're the best of the affordable brands that are built in Southern Georgia. There's a lot of crap trailers you can get down mm-hmm. there too, with C channel frames and I beam frames. And well, there you go. Um, yeah. But anyway, to get back to the whole story, made in America. Yeah, they are made in America, um, and they were made by some Americans. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's there's some fun people in Georgia. Yeah. Um, regardless of whatever side of any political argument you're on, there's some fun people in Georgia. Yep. Um, Getting there, however, was not the fairy tale story it should have been. Um, timeline plan was leave Saturday morning, get into Douglas, Georgia on Sunday before noontime. Cause it was an 18 hour drive. I figured I could do most of it on Saturday, whatever was left Sunday morning, and they were open until noontime on Sunday. I picked the trailer up, and then a friend of ours, um, Andy had his 1982 Ford EXP down in Florida that mm-hmm. I had to pick up for him. So I figured I could be, because that was only like two and a half hours south into Florida from where I was in Georgia. So I could pick that car up on Sunday and then start driving north until I got tired and go to a hotel somewhere. Right. And then finish the trip on Monday and be home. Didn't work out that way. No. So... Saturday, I was feeling really good. Uh, the trip started a little late in my new truck, obviously. New to me truck. It's a used truck. But the uh, Silverado dually that I have. Uh, I was driving straight through. Everything was going wonderful. And uh kept going, going, going. It was 5.30 a.m. Yeah. And my charging light came on on the dash. <laughs> it's the best time for that to happen. It's absolutely the best time for that to happen. Um People that know uh, the Duramax trucks or no diesel trucks in general, they have two batteries. So I know if I turn off most of my accessories, I should be able to run for pretty good time. Yeah, it's a diesel and you're not using – there's no ignition power that needs to be run. Yeah, running. exactly. So I should be able to run. Um, but unfortunately, the one problem you have at 5.30 a.m. Yeah. is that it's dark. So you have to run your headlights. Yeah. And the headlights take a lot of power from – the batteries. Um, so I made it as far as a uh, Flying J truck stop, uh, and I got there. It was about 
6 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I found a police officer, and I was like, hey, is there a Chevy dealer in town? And he says, yeah, it's like 100 feet away from you. It was dark, and it was all oh, the lights were off, so I didn't yeah. know that. So he pointed where it was, like, oh, damn, there it is. All right. I said, do you mind if I stay here in this parking lot? You know, might be cool here if I, like, take a nap in the back of the truck or something here. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, whatever's going on, I'll take care of it in the morning. I was like, all right, that's cool. So I didn't think anything of it. I went in the truck stop, got some dinner, said, this is not a fun way to start my trip, but I have tools. The alternator's right on top of the motor. There's a Chevy dealer right there. I guess, best case, worst case, I'll make this happen. They should be able to sell me the part. I should be able to do this in like an hour in the parking lot. It shouldn't tie me up too much. I should still be pretty much on my schedule. Car dealerships around here are always open. Car dealerships in South Carolina don't open on Sundays. Well, parts aren't always open, but... But I figured if the dealership was open, yeah. maybe I could figure out something. But sometimes, the, sometimes, they call the part, sometimes they'll call the parts guy. Right, but even the sales department wasn't even yeah. open on Sunday. So, also in South Carolina, because of some blue laws, um, again, I'm not saying anything negative about the church. We have those here in Massachusetts. But we did the, for a long the time. The blue laws in South Carolina say that because Sunday is a day for worship certain stores can't be open until 1 p.m one of those stores is car parts stores <laughs> what are the odds of that i don't know i don't even want to i don't even want to discuss this so now i'm thinking i'm gonna have to wait from like you know 5 30 6 o'clock in the morning until 8 or 9 when the stores start opening and now i have to kill from 6 in the morning until 1 in the afternoon in the flying j parking lot in waterboro South Carolina, water, water something, South Carolina. And there's only so much Waffle House you could eat. Yeah. So I can't just continuously eat Waffle House all morning. No. So I tried, but that might be why I'm more sick now, actually. So no. Biscuits and gravy just no. dip me in. Over waffled? No waffles. Biscuits and gravy. <laughs> the gravy at Waffle House is the best ever. Um, only because we're from north and we don't have it. It's probably terrible if you live down there. But, probably. But I love it, so. It's like In-N-Out Burger. Like if you're, you go to California, you have to go to In-N-Out Burger yeah. if you're not from there. It's true. If you're from there, you probably hate it. But regardless. Um, long story short, got my part, put it in, almost uneventful. Um, because it was an AutoZone, the AutoZone part is not made by Delco. And the casing was a little bit different, and it didn't quite fit in the bracket. So as I'm slowly tap, 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 you know, on all four corners of the bracket, of course I broke an ear off on the bracket, on the mounting bracket. <laughs> so did my best to kind of put it together as I could. Uh, I wound up having to actually buy a file and file the casing of the alternator to make it fit. Weird. Yeah. But it's in there, and I kind of JB welded the bracket up and got it together with enough tension that it's staying together and it's charging. And I think it's actually fine. Um, cause it's not like the primary bolt. It's just, there's only two bolts holding the alternator on, but the way it broke when it's, the bolt is torqued back down, it grabs itself against the existing bracket. So yeah. I think it'll be okay. I mean, it, it, I'm here. So yeah. I guess yeah. it's I like made a, it all the way back from, from Georgia. It's like an aluminum bracket on that thing. It is. And it looks like it's part of the whole front case. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't That's look nice. like it's a separate piece. Yeah. That's how the LS engines are, too. They have this giant aluminum bracket that holds all of the parts. That's kind of what it is in so. the front. It has like this, it's like an upside, it's like a U mm-hmm. with, the, with the two little bushings in it, and then the through bolts go through it. So I think my truck will forever now have a broken alternator bracket. Probably. So I don't think it's worth fixing that. Um, regardless, I got it all done. Um, and while I was there, some poor soul in his F-150, like a 2007 F-150, had a, um, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm sick and overtired, thermostat. His thermostat let go, and he didn't have any tools, and he was also heading to Florida, and he was there with his wife, and I felt bad for him. So I also did a, a swap in a uh, F-150 thermostat as well while I was in the parking lot. There you go. So a little extra work, a little little, little karma to make yeah, the rest of the trip go. go well, I guess. So which it did because you went, you made it to Florida. You I made it to Florida. Then, I picked the car up, and now you're back before the snow. So and I'm back before the snow. But the reason I'm t- saying that I'm overtired and sick, I was already sick, and then last night I was driving back, and I just rallied through the night to beat the snow. Yeah. <laughs> so it was an adventure and a half. Yeah. But I'm back, and the car got up here safe and sound. It's in his garage. That's the only problem with traveling by car during the winter, like, you know. Yeah, to... and it's funny because it's 50 degrees out there right now. Yeah. And the whole way up, it was like, it was. it's unseasonably warm here. It was also unseasonably warm in Florida. It was like 85, and Except I was this sweating morning. my butt off. This morning, it was unseasonably cold, and it rained overnight, so everything was an ice skating rink this morning. Yes, yeah, I missed that. Yeah. I went to walk outside this morning at 6 o'clock in the morning to take the dog out. We're about to go to work, uh, my fiance and I, which we leave it like, you know. A little bit after that, and I, I go to take the dog out and hear this crash, and I look outside and two cars collided right in front of the house. Whoops! Yeah, yeah you have like a, the slightest of slight bends in front of the house, and there's been multiple head-on crashes there. Yeah, it's so twice weird. already in the last couple of months. So, and then the the police show up. You know, I I called nine one one, and then it's weird though because I called from the house phone. The guy couldn't hear me. And I was like, all right, that's weird. That's a strange thing. So like he like hung up on me, and I hung up. And then he called back, and he could hear me. And I was like, no, no, no you're all set. The police are here now. He's like, oh, okay. All right. Because <clears throat> if you call from a landline, they'll just send somebody out yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah that's, why, that's why I did it. But because it was easier, you don't have to tell them where you are where you are and yeah. stuff. But anyway, yeah, the, the police cruiser was sitting there. He was making sure that people were all right. And people were coming around the corner almost rear-ending him because like one, one car like slid off onto the curb. Welcome to New England. And I think a guy in a plow truck like dropped the plow and like went up on the curb to like slow himself down. It was that bad, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's good. I'm glad that this morning I was still in uh, uh, probably North Carolina when this was all going on. Then within a couple hours, it was gone. So, mm-hmm. but excellent. Anyway, I, f- I don't even remember when I left anymore. So it must have been. It was yesterday morning when I left. Yeah. Because I had to pick up the car. So yesterday was Monday, right? I'm all screwed up. I'm sorry. No, yesterday was, yesterday was definitely not Monday. What day is today? Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. I don't even know what's going on. We made anymore. it back in time. We thought we were gonna, you were going to have to like remote in. So yeah, well, we made it via we made satellite, out. but you made it. I'd probably be more awake if we did remote in. Yeah, just relaxing, sitting in a hotel room, sipping yeah. beer, everything would yeah, be good. Probably eating waffles. <laughs> more, more, yeah, more gravy. So so anyway, so everything's back. Everything's good. The new trailer is really nice. It hauls really nice. I definitely made a good choice with the Duramax truck because I can't even feel the trailer back there. If it wasn't the fact that I can't see anything behind me, I wouldn't even know there was a trailer there. It was decent mileage pulling the trailer? Well, I mean, I would know that it was there because the mileage goes way down. But um, no, 
No. No. So what is the <laughs> mileage like? Um, it depends on what state I was in. In states where the speed limit is 70, it was like 11 miles per gallon loaded, which I guess isn't terrible because it was a gas truck. It would be like four. Hmm. So, um, But in states where the speed limit was 55, um, it was significantly more, you know, 14. So it wasn't – it's not terrible. It's just – the truck gets such good gas uh, fuel mileage. I can't say gas mileage because it's mm-hmm. diesel. Andrew will yell at me. Um, the uh, truck gets such good fuel mileage when it's unloaded that I was hoping for more. But I guess, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just. Go down there. What did you get, like 20 or something you said? Like 24. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good for a big truck like that. Nice. I mean, and I just, I was pretty much just like 65, feather throttle the whole way. Like, yeah. not in a hurry, just kind of cruising down and. Yeah, it was like 24 the whole way down. Wow. It was pretty impressive. Well, it's yeah. got so much torque. Like, you don't need to give it that much. No, exactly. It just rolls. And it was yeah. almost almost 400 miles to a tank. So it's not terrible. Loaded with a trailer, too? No, 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 no. no. That's, that's, loaded with a trailer, it's... Like half that? Yeah, about half that. <laughs> that's still not bad. It's not. But then every time, every 200 miles, 50 more dollars goes in the tank. Yeah. But no. It is what it is. Yeah. It, it does what it's supposed to do. It does it in comfort. It did it mostly reliably. Yeah. Um, and when it, what did break was, you know, easy enough. To well, that was the plan, too, to have, a, a, you know, an American truck so it's easy no, to that's, service. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why I bought the truck that I bought. I didn't want to buy a – I mean, I would love to have, like, you know, a 1965 International with a Nissan <laughs> diesel and something really cool going down the road. But yeah. at the same time, if that broke in South Carolina, I'd still be there. Yeah. So Exactly. So anyway, uh, I don't have any project car updates, but um, let's let's ask our guests some questions. Yeah, I guess so. I, I didn't do any scale project car stuff no, either because no, no, I've I, been driving all week. No, I kind of planned that we would. You know, I've been sick too over the weekend, so I did go to a rally cross. I did do that. I visited our, our you, buddy Jordan. You, you just uh, photogged. I just yeah, I just took some photos. Excellent. Where does that take place? Uh, that was at uh, Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. the New England region, the CCA. And uh, we finally got, I finally got to see his uh, project car, STI, in action. All the fruits of our labors. Yeah. Which I, I went for a ride. I forgot how fast those cars are, especially well, on, like, dirt. And especially coming from driving your Montero all the way down. Yeah, there. that's yeah. true. <laughs> but it was like, whoa, this is, like, really fast. But it was cool. And I think he won... Some sort of trophy. I don't even know what place he came in. He, but he came in third place. Third place. In prepared all-wheel drive, I think. Yep. So there you go. He's got some hardware. Modified or prepared? I don't remember. Not stock. No. Yeah. No. That's all I know. So, so that was cool. And yes. Congratulations, Jordan. Yes. And I've also put up... Oh, no. So I put up some photos of that, and I was editing photos from the Rolex. I haven't finished with those yet. Just a couple of the ones you've put up so yeah. far have been pretty nice. Yeah, those are pretty yeah. cool. I put those on uh, Instagram. So anyway, I... Wanted to ask Jeremy. I like to. I think we're going to ask people when we have them on. Is how you got started into cars. First yeah. of all, introduce yourself. Yes. So yeah, your I'm name Jeremy. is Jeremy. My name is Jeremy, and uh, we know I... we know you from like the New England DSM forums. Yeah. So from that... selling us broken cars. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it drove onto the trailer. Listen, it I, broke. I, I, I'm not. I'm not upset at all. I just had to take the opportunity. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Now it's on on record. So. And as a seller, there's nobody better to buy a car from because he felt so bad he bought me a new short block for Christmas. <laughs> that's true. So that's I tried to good. make it from Santa, but. 
Yeah, you figured it out. <laughs> I, I figured it out. I went, to, I went to the ATM first to buy it, though, and I got there, and he's like, oh, it's all set. And I'm like, oh, how, how could it be all set? Yeah, we'll get to that story. We'll, we'll get to that story later. Yeah, yeah. So don't don't feel awful. It's not your fault. It's old cars, right? So so yeah, I guess I got started in cars um, very very young because my dad was a car guy. Um, he was always working in dealerships pretty much my entire youth, and then he became an automotive teacher mm. um, oh, that's when cool. I was probably. Uh, maybe 14 or 15, something like that. At the high school you attended? No. Oh, okay. He actually um, he actually worked at a, a local tech school um, as the automotive teacher. And, yeah, I guess I just always was surrounded in cars. So my I have an older brother that was always into cars. Um, and, yeah, instead of reading, like, Dr. Seuss, I was always reading, like, the Catalog of American Cars from 1940. 46 to 1999 Which I have like, no idea copy of on my yeah. bookshelf in the living room still to this day. Yeah, as do I. Um, Great book. So, yeah, and then there's then there's the, like, 1801 to 1942 uh, manual as well, which... Yep, the big the, green cover. Yeah. Yeah, I get that so, one. So, yeah, I basically spent most of my youth, like, flipping through these catalogs and, like, looking up all these really rare, cool cars. Um, and then when I was about 15... Um, actually, when I was exactly 15, I ended up buying my first car, which was my 64 Chevy Impala convertible, um, which you guys, I think, have now seen. Yeah, yep, so you still have them. Yeah. So, yeah, I've now had it, um, well, I'm going on 20 years. Yeah, you and I are in the same insane. club with that one, which is pretty cool, because yeah. I have a Camaro that I've had since I was a kid. Yeah, so it's really cool to have a car that long. The sad thing is that I drove it for the first time like three years ago. <laughs> so okay. it, it has literally been a project car for my entire life. Just proves you're a loyal man. Yeah, exactly. I don't give up. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So I mean, it's gone through a lot of iterations. When I when I first bought it, um, I was 15, so I couldn't even drive. Yeah. Um, and I got it um, through a want ad listing because that was like the thing to do yep. at the time. Yeah. I remember those pre internet. Yeah. Go to the local like Craigslist quick check or whatever, and get yourself a want ad on on a Thursday yep. morning. I, I actually recently shared a uh, a picture with Andrew. I found the clipping that I took out of the sale of Evening News when I bought my Talon. Whoa, that's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I still have the want ad that I bought my car out of, Excellent. but it's like buried in a box somewhere. doesn't matter, as long as you know it's exactly. there. Exactly, I know it's there. It's comforting. So yeah, I actually got it from the original owner's daughter. The original owner had passed away and like left a, a Porsche, a Volkswagen, and a 64 Impala convertible with his daughter. It's a pretty awesome collection. Right, yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> So I ended up buying the 64 Impala, but it was always parked on a dirt floor um, of a carriage house of this giant mansion. Yeah. So the whole bottom of the car was, like, missing. Like, the floors were rotted out, the doors, the fenders, the quarter panels, A 64, it wouldn't be an X-Frame car? Or it is an X-Frame car. It is an X-Frame car. car. Yep. So was it – it's not – it wasn't an SS or anything? It was no, just not an SS. What's strange about it is that it's um, – Bel Air? Was that a thing? Uh, not in 64. 64 Bel Air low end, right? Uh, a Bel Air didn't even exist in 64. Oh, okay. It would have been like a Biscayne, oh, right, right, um, right. an Impala, or I don't know. There's probably something else. Um, but yeah, most of the car was like rotted into the earth. Um, but it was from the original owners. So that was cool. Um, it all had the original interior and original paint and all that stuff. Sadly, it was all destroyed. Um, so then I spent the next 16 years or so kind of cutting it up and rebuilding everything. And that's pretty much where I learned how to do most of what I do. From that one car. Um, from that one car. Yeah, it was it was me being broke as heck and trying to figure out how to replace floors in a car without buying anything. 
So, <clears throat> and that's kind of that's probably um, how I got how I got started welding and like fabricating stuff, which is like kind of one of my real passions. Have you, have you ever had any education in welding at all? Or? The only education I had was when I was like, when I was about sixteen. My dad's the school that my dad was working for had a um, like a late night welding course that it was like two classes or three classes or something like that that I went to on the weekends um, or late night or something like that. So I went there. I kind of learned the basics of MIG welding um, and like and like how to use a cutting torch. It was, like, the most basic of, like, how to not kill yourself with these tools. Oh, right. Um, so I did that, and then I bought myself a MIG welder with, like, my market basket money that I was I was working there. Mm-hmm. Um, $3.75 an hour. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, I was getting, like, minimum wage and, and basically dumping all of my money into my Impala and tools. Nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. yeah that's, uh... All right. So that... It's just a couple of questions. So you were into it before, because I'm always interested to know if people are into it before or after they got their license. Yeah. Some people are into it after they get their license. Yeah. Because like a car doesn't make any sense to them when they're like a kid because you can't do anything with it until you can drive. Right. And then other people are into it like us. They're into it before. And and then I kind of wanted to know how you got into welding. So it was that car that sort of pushed you into learning how to weld. Yeah. It was my. It was. It was the fact that I was just like broke as heck. Yeah. And I had I was working at Market Basket for minimum wage. Yeah. And then I basically had to force myself to learn all of these different things. So my dad was always like an engine like he was a a mechanic at a dealer. So he usually yeah. did like engine like mechanical repair stuff. He wasn't like a body guy. He wasn't yeah. like a welder. Um so I sort of was forced into teaching myself this stuff because I was uh, I was a broke 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I I bent. I basically bought flat pieces of metal and shaped quarter panels and like lower doors and rocker panels and lower fenders and floors and all that stuff. You just listed every panel on the car, pretty much. That's exactly what I yeah. replaced on it. Yeah, I've replaced almost every panel on the car. Some of them I've replaced more than once because of the time. Because of the time. Well, the thing is, when you replace it when you're 16 and you have no idea what you're doing, it comes mm-hmm. out terrible. And then, like four or five years later, you look at it and you go. That is awful work. Like, who on earth wants to have that on their car? Right. So then you cut it off again, you replace it again. So now it's cyclical because you stay sat in the fender. By the time you get to the quarter panel, <laughs> you realize fender. the fender's not good anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then by the time exactly you do that it. fender, you're like, man, I did so much better in this fender than I did in the quarter panel. Yeah. I better do that quarter again. Yeah, and pretty soon you're 16 years in and you that replace the quarter panel three right or four there. times. Yeah. Yeah. So when you bought it, was it a six-owner car or was it a... Yes, it was a straight six straight with six. a three on the tree, which okay. is really an oddball thing because it's convertible. And normally, yeah. if you're getting a convertible, you're also spending some money on some other options. Well, you wanted everything but the convertible, I guess. Yeah, this was complete opposite. It was convertible top with a three on the tree, straight six, bench seat, no power, anything. Um, very base model car, base wheels, base hubcaps. Hmm. Yeah, just convertible top. It was pretty awesome. And That's a green cool. interior, which is, like, sweet. Was it green on – what was the – because I think it's, it's flat black now, isn't it? It's flat black now. Um, yeah, and it's it was originally, like, a forest green color. Um, it's, uh, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. It's been so long. Um, but the interior is olive green. And the interior is, like, okay enough where I can drive around. And I don't mind sitting in it. But, like, if my family gets in it, <laughs> they're not real thrilled about, like, the lack of carpet and, like, the seats have holes in them, and there's some springs <laughs> hanging out, and there's no door panels. But I think it's pretty cool. You just got to train them, that's all. I know, yeah. Where, where did the car come from? Massachusetts? Yeah, it was from Wayland, Massachusetts. So that's South Shore, right? 
I have no idea. Yeah, it's kind of like Metro West. Metro West. I don't yeah. think I've been there since I bought. Oh, the I Mar- actually bought like Marlboro. Yeah, like Route Twenty. Yep. Okay, I know yep. where that is. Yeah. yeah, I know where that is. That's neat. So, at what point were you? Did you decide to did Ellis swap it, or did you have a v- different V eight in it before? Um. So, basically, so mm. as as these years went on, <clears throat> I had never really driven it legally. Um, I would like throw some plates on it and drive it around the neighborhood and stuff. Mm-hmm. And up until like, like I said, like three years ago, it still had a sticker on it from like 1989 or something <laughs> like that, which is awesome. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, so, uh, when I started actually driving it, um, I realized that the six cylinder was just awful. Um, it was super slow and I was constantly battling the carburetor. Um, it would always have like a dead spot in it and then I'd rebuild the carburetor and then like it wouldn't idle and then I'd mess around with it again and I'd have some other problem. And it was just a constant battle with this carburetor because the car would sit all winter and then I'd break it out in the summer and then nothing would work again. So I said, okay, I'm done with carburetors first of all. And if I'm gonna get rid of the carburetor, I might as well just put a V8 in it (laughs) because that's That's good logical thinking, right? Logical. Um, so then it, this is before, but like pre like Holly EFI swaps anyway. Yeah. So. And of course I'm, I'm still like not one to like spend a whole bunch of money on like an EFI swap for like a straight six or something. Right. Um, although I thought about like taking an injection system off a Jeep cause I figured that couldn't be too difficult to swap over to a straight six. It sounds like it probably would be. I know. It would be one of those things where you like you bolt it on, and you're like, this is going to work. You turn the key, and you're like, nope, that definitely You also work. just said bolt it on. I don't know how. <laughs> well, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where that no, phrase came from. I mean, I can weld, so <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd weld it all together. Um, but yeah, I ended up, um, a coworker of mine had a 89 Trans Am that he had put this six-liter engine in. He basically did the whole swap, and then he he didn't end up driving the car, and it kind of sat in his driveway for a couple years. So I basically offered him a ridiculous amount of money for his engine and he ended up like parting out the car i took his engine and i threw it in my impala so it's a six liter so that's an lq right not an lq9 so yeah so it's iron block or a... it's an iron block and it's the high compression uh-huh. so there was an lq4 which is low compression and an lq9 which okay. is a high compression so, so it's kind of so you don't need an aluminum block in a 64 impala convertible uh you don't need it but it is pretty cool i would have but liked that you don't need it you don't need it. Are those basically those are the truck engines. Truck engine, yeah, yeah, it's a truck engine. <clears throat> yep, which is which is totally acceptable considering it had a tractor engine in it when it started. It's like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it started with an engine that had been around since like 1933. Yeah, exactly. Um, so but, yeah, it, it's funny because if if I was swapping an LS an LS architecture motor in a modern sports car, yes, the LQ would not be the way to go. Right. But when you're, it probably still weighs less than the big. Six it's that probably was in it. pretty comparable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, but it I probably would... makes twice the power, though. Oh, yeah. Twice? Easily. Twice, three times? Yeah. yeah. On two cylinders, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Especially because it has also what attached to it. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I, I have planned ahead for the turbo. I don't have a turbo attached to it right now, but I've planned ahead for it. So I have, like, the manifolds facing the proper directions, and I have I, – I built a four-inch single exhaust system for it. So that because I I thought that it didn't make sense to have a turbo attached to dual exhaust. I just thought that that was kind of silly. Other than appearance wise, yeah, other yeah. Than typical appearance. car show crap. Yeah, I just felt wrong about it. So I made a four inch exhaust. Um, it's a single turbo. It's going to be a single turbo. You got to yeah. save, save weight somewhere anyway. Yeah, so exactly. Single exhaust, so yeah. steel block. I mean, come on. So yeah, it's going to be a single turbo. Um, and I've planned ahead for like the oil feed and oil returns, and I've welded all the fittings everywhere. So now it's just really a matter of 
Like, it's drivable right now, but when I do throw a turbo on it, it'll be, like, a very easy swaparoo. Probably something I could do in, like, a weekend if so I really... So what do you want to... What are your thoughts for a turbo? And well, actually, what, before you get to that, what transmission's in the car? It actually has a... Okay, so here's another fun thing. I, I have some friends that, um, for some reason, give me really cool stuff, like, for free. So I have this friend That's that... That's karma. Yes, yeah. you gave me a lot of cool stuff when I bought the car. I from know. You. Well, it was really that I just wanted to empty out my garage. So I, I was like, I, Here, I, take I this. look at it as a gift. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was a gift. One man's trash, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I have a friend. I'll call it his name. His name's Jason. He uh, he ends up giving me really cool stuff for some reason, and he had a Muncie M21 aluminum. Yeah, sitting That's, in his sitting oh, in his garage. That is really cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Hey, you want this transmission?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah. Obviously, I want this transmission." So I ended up. First, I put the transmission behind my straight six because I thought that would that would be pretty cool because it's a four yeah. speed behind a straight six. And Why nobody not, right? does that. Yeah. So then, um, then I moved on to you can turn it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> very professional. <laughs> so then I, I um, this would be a problem tonight. It's be my fault because I'm sick <laughs> and overtired, talking the wrong part of the mic. Yeah. So then when I swapped the uh, the new engine in it, I bolted it up to a four speed as well. Um, but to do that, it needed. Um, it needed clutch parts, um, which is a little tricky because I had to get a bell housing that worked with a bigger flywheel with the LS engine and the clutch yeah. that worked with the Muncie. And it the wasn't a common enough thing that people yeah, did it. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit weird. So it's kind of like Most a – Most people what, do like a turbo 400 or something. Yeah, they'll do a turbo 400 or they'll put like a six-speed like T56 behind it or something like that because that just like bolts together and it's easy. Right, which is what, you, which is what I would probably think would be the direction you'd go once you have a turbo especially. Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, it's also, like, a huge expense. Like, a T56, even, like, used with, like, 150,000 miles on it is, like, 1200 bucks. So, I'm, however, I'm too cheap for that. However, I'm sure your friend Jason would exactly. mind if you sold his M21. No, he would To put proceeds to Woods. Yeah, he would definitely do that. Towards the, the well, uh, T56. it's funny you say that because he has a T56 um, in his Camaro that I think that if I was to play my cards right, he would probably he would probably let me get it. Uh, excellent. <laughs> he doesn't know that yet, but I think I think he would let One me. One day he'll go to get in his Camaro. Yeah, and, and he'll be like, gear, why is there a... And he'll go to shift to fifth, and there won't be a fifth anymore, <laughs> yeah. and he won't know what happened. Yeah, he'll be like, where did my clutch pedal go? <laughs> I, he'd be fine with it, though. I think they're just expensive now because people use them in drift cars. Like, they'll... They go basically with every. Well, it's not just drift cars; it's every car. Right, they fit everything. What do those come in? Like third gen Camaros, T fifty six. Fourth gen Camaros. Fourth gen. That's right. Fourth gen Camaros, and then I feel like I don't know if the Corvettes had that same style setup, or if they all had the like weird transmission in the the back. Not transfer disc. The um. The like tube transaxle. Yeah, transaxle. Yep, torque tubes. Weird. Yeah. Corvette stuff. Yeah. Or Porsche nine forty four stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was C5 Corvettes. Right. Yep. I think all afterwards they do too, don't they? C5, C6, C7, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah after C5. Was yeah. A whole, <clears throat> well, C4 was a whole new car too. I don't know much C5 about Corvettes after car. C2s. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So that's cool. So, um, so sorry. No, go ahead. What is, what is the turbo plan? So the tur- is there, or is there a turbo plan? <laughs> so, the tur- so the plan is that I just want to make it like a reliable... Uh, vehicle that I can like go to um, go get ice cream in safely and not worry about it like having issues. Okay. I want to like, and that's sort of where it's at right now. I was although, gonna say you just described what you already have. I know, yeah. I, I know. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I need to make the interior a little nicer so that like I can like go with my family to get ice cream because I mean it's fine if I get ice cream, but my family wants ice cream too. Right. Yeah. 
So I'm going to want to bring them with me. Um, well, you so have a I, truck motor, so you can put a trailer hitch in the back <laughs> yeah. and exactly. haul them in a camper. Haul them in a camper. <laughs> yeah. So I could do that, or, you know, I could put, like, an interior in it. So I think I'm going to probably put, like, a decent interior in it, and then once I know that it's, like, reliable um, and trustworthy, then I'll screw it up by putting a big turbo in it. Okay. Um, but I probably don't want to – I don't want it until I have, like, a 1,000 horsepower or anything stupid. I want – not that stupid because it's kind of awesome, but um, – It's stupidly awesome. Yeah. I mean, let's say it has, like – 350 to 400 horsepower now if i was to throw a turbo on it and get like 550 or 600 which i think is totally doable i and think that would ridiculous. be ridiculous nice. yeah it is ridiculous yeah convertible like it still have a stalker end in the car too it does and that. it does it burns one wheel like you wouldn't believe it's <laughs> probably the only reason it's lasted it's long. <laughs> yeah exactly it sounds violent and as soon as you like romp on the gas it just lights up the right rear tire and last time i saw the car it still had like 14 inch steels on oh, it oh yeah so it does that yeah tire, 14 by six <laughs> say that, that tire was about five and a half inches wide yeah. so yeah it's it's embarrassingly small tires that melt it's that's awesome. okay yeah, so it's, it's just out in the rain. Don't drive in the rain, right? No, so that's the other upgrade I got to do. I got to do some sort of diff, uh, rear diff upgrade. Yeah, and rear, all, rear all those interior seals. parts should be available. Like, yeah, those cars are so popular to yep. restore. So, yeah, you can buy like the whole interior out of a magazine. Um, so yeah, it's it's very convenient to buy. Uh, it's just a matter of spending the money. So no, that's neat. Yeah, but um, so so that's the car you've got now. But you've had a couple cars before. Yeah. I'd only know of, like, the Mighty Max and the Galant, but I don't yeah. know if there's anything else that you've had. So You, you, you uh, were like, saying earlier when I was showing you my, gra- my garage, you had a GSX and... Yep. So I've I've probably had, like, between, like, 30 and 40 cars, I would say. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's at the level of Brad yet. Maybe. No, I, I think it's beyond me. Yeah, oh, really? Beyond. You well, just keep them all? <laughs> right. I, I, I have 14 cars, but I've only had a total of, like, 20. Okay. So... <laughs> So yeah, I have had a lot of cars. Most of them are um, are like daily driver type things. So I'll just like buy a Subaru, drive it for like six months, get bored with it, get something different. Um, but then I always have like the Impala in the backgrounds that I always play with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for interesting stuff, like when I was younger, I used to build a lot of mini trucks. Um, so I used to put like air ride suspension and all kinds of things and hydraulics and all that super cool like teenager type awesomeness which is funny because we had it in one of the episodes earlier we talked about well listener questions i think was what's one thing you regret doing in the car when you were a teenager or something like that and uh we were both talking about how neither one of us ever got into that kind of stuff when we were kids yeah so we don't really know how we didn't get into it yeah right. so would you put it. air ride in the impala like i actually already did oh so i i i had air ride in it <laughs> so my vision when i was 15 and i bought this car i was like i am going to be exactly like dr dre and snoop dogg like this thing is <laughs> going to be lime green Excellent. hydraulics like wrapped steel frame dayton's like gold dayton's like gold headlight trim it's going to be excellent and then i kind of got a little older and i was like well you know to have hydraulics you got to like wrap the frame in steel and you got to reinforce everything because it's a convertible and it was so much work. So I was like, all right, I'll put air ride in it. So then I was like. Which I think is cooler anyway. Yeah. And it's yeah. way more functional. So yeah, it was Unless you're awesome. going full on lower rider, lower rider. Exactly. No. Well, yeah. My my style's changed a little bit over time. I would still drive a lower rider. Oh, I definitely would too. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Like a G body lower rider. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody in my family would disown me <laughs> and all of my friends, Andrew included, would probably not be cool with probably. riding around in it. But. But you'd be riding on 13-inch Dayton's hitting I really switches. Want, I really want to do it. I know. Yeah. It's awesome. So, so yeah, I, I, I put the air ride in it. I had it like that for, like, a few years. 
didn't drive it on the street legally. Um, I like would like cruise to my friend's house, like with like some other plates on it from my S10 or something at the time. Um, and then I took them out because I needed to move the car at some point, and to get them to, like to a reliable point where I could drive from one house to the other, from the old house to the new house, my like my parents' houses. I had to do something about it. So it was either throw a bunch of money at the air ride and make it like safe or pull it all out and put springs back in. Wow. So I did that. I put all the springs back in and then I just never put the air ride back in. Hmm. So, so do you still have the air ride? No, I actually oh, yeah. sold it all like a couple of years ago. Actually, you know what I did is, um, I, I either traded it or I sold it to get the Galand. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Excellent. Nice. I think, I think that that's where it In went. In that case, good choice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, my grandfather Everybody has wins. a 75 Cadillac Eldorado. Oh, that's, that needs hydraulics and yeah, dates. Well, see, wow, see, I want to yeah. just put air ride in it. <laughs> it's a front wheel drive. Well, yeah. yeah. See, I want to just do air ride that's with true. like three inch white walls and just yeah. that white. Cause I mean, I don't know what else you do with that car. Just mob around town all day. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. That has a sunroof too, right? The no. huge, no, no sunroof. No, no sunroof. Just the, it's got the Landau top. Oh, that's right, too. And the red leather interior. Red leather and white. That's a pretty cool car. It's a very yeah. cool car. It had like 20,000 miles on it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's yeah. super clean. But Someday Andrew will drive that car, yeah. and we will have airbags in it. Yeah. Right. And Dayton's. No, no Dayton's. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do Dayton's. It's, in the front, the it's a front-wheel drive car. You can't yeah. do it. Yeah. It it Probably stock hubcaps right. and the wide. Either, like three either stock hubcaps or like a 16 or 17-inch like flat dish wheel. Oh, yeah. Like painted, yeah. painted steel. Not a, yeah. not a twenty two or anything like that. No, but, no. Which I was just in Florida. I saw plenty of those. Right. Yeah. Like two thousand seven Impalas with thirty twos. <laughs> yeah. They're and lift every, kits. They're everywhere down there. It's it's like a plague of them. Right. They're heinous. So did you have you had mini trucks? I know you had a, a Mighty Max four G six three swapped. So I did have the Mighty Max four G six three, and that was actually the second one that I built. Yeah. Because um, around like the year, so my my first car that I drove every day was an '87 Dodge Ram 50, okay. which now this is all probably making cemented sense. Yeah, love. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that cemented my love for these things. The problem was it was an automatic, and it was like the slowest vehicle on oh, earth. As they are. Yeah. <laughs> that, so that would have been a two liter, right? Two liter yep. automatic, and again, the carburetor never worked right. So it was like a constant. As they don't. Yeah, they do. They all work fine. No, it's a carburetor. They they all should belong at the bottom of the ocean. Carburetors are awesome. Um, Andrew makes fun of me all the time. 90% of my cars are carbureted, and I love them. I don't know how any of them run. Um, Carburetors work on magic. They really do. Like, every time I rebuild a carburetor, it works for, like, a couple weeks, and then magic falls out of it, and then poof, it has like a dead spot in the middle. You know, I'm going to sit here and knock this table, because <laughs> I have pretty damn good luck with carburetors. And wow. of all the problems I've had with any of my, even my Mitsubishis, carburetors hasn't been the issue. That blows my mind. Yeah. It's, I even have the Raider. All the problems the Raider has had, none of them are caused by, it has that like knockoff Weber on it. It's not it's even a Chinese, genuine Weber. It's a Chinese, Chinese Weber. cheap, like $150 Weber. It's a Uber. And the thing runs and starts up in negative ten degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Just throws uh, <laughs> just throws valves out of the valve train. Right. <laughs> right. Well, your fuel injected Montero throws oil past the valves anyway. So what the hell's the difference? <laughs> it's fine. It starts every time. Right. Yeah, and so does mine until I overheated it. Anyway, carry so, on. So so yeah, the '87 uh, Ram 50 started my love for those trucks, um, and then. Uh, that also started my uh, my uh, repetition of selling cars after like eight months. So I sold that, um, and then I had a plethora of cars. And then around like the year 2000, so I got my license in 98, and then around 2000, 
I saw a Mighty Max in some guy's yard, and I was like, this is the time. I'm going to get another Mighty Max. Excellent. Because it's the same as the Dodge Ram yep. 50. Yep. So I went over and knocked on the door, and it turned out it was a guy I knew. Like oh, from, excellent. From the mini trucking world. Um, and he was going to do all this mini trucking stuff to it, but he's like, he's like, I guess I'll sell it. And I was like, well, what do you want for it? And he's like, 200 bucks. And I was like, sold. <laughs> that's not the I guess I'll let it go price. Yeah, like, That's exactly. like the I want this thing gone price. Right. That's pretty good. So I gave him the 200 bucks because he said it didn't run. So I, I, brought it, uh, I brought it to my friend's garage, and, and that's where we did all the like, mini trucking stuff. And I knew zero about like 4G63s and turbos and stuff like that at the time. Yep. So all I knew was I was going to put a V8 in it. It was going to be like a 318 or a 340 yeah, or... Which, which one does when you're a teenager yeah, exactly. in this area yep. that was I'm brought up like, on muscle cars? Yeah, I'm like 18 years old at this time. I'm like, I'm gonna, it's going to have a V8. It's going to be fast. It's going to have a manual transmission. Right. So I went to the junkyard looking for a manual transmission and a V8. And there was none there that I thought were like sufficient of, what I, of my needs. So I was leaving the junkyard, and I walked by this Eagle Talon, and I was like, that looks like the engine that's in my truck, except it's got <laughs> dual overhead cams and a turbo hanging off of it. And it I was tell, like... It tells the type error when it happened, when you yeah. find a exactly. complete 4G63 yeah, in a junkyard. Complete, <laughs> yeah, complete, like, from top to bottom. So I was like, well, that's weird. So I, I took a couple of measurements, like, with, like, dollar bills and stuff, like, measuring things, <laughs> like, how many dollar bills wide is this, and the transmission <laughs> stuff. And I brought it back to um, – I brought these measurements back to the truck, and I was like, yeah, this is like the same engine that's in my truck because it was a 2.4 liter in the truck. Right. And the 4G63 is Yeah, because this is all like liter. pre-internet really. Yeah, exactly. The 2.4 is the 4G64, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's essentially the same block. Yeah, which actually isn't a bad motor either. It's much better than the 2 liter no, in your other truck. I, I know. I wish I the had The heads are what's different. Yep. Yeah. But it's a good reliable motor though. It's all, right. A lot of those forever and ever and ever. Yep. So I ended up um, going to the junkyard, and I bought that engine for, like, 250 bucks. This also like, tells what time this is. Yeah, time complete. Time. <laughs> like, was. turbo. Like, he told me I could take whatever I wanted from it. So I took the wiring harness. I took, like, the intercooler. Awesome. Like, everything. And he said, the only catch is that it doesn't come with a warranty. And I was like, fine. I was like, all right. No warranty. I'm fine with that. I can yeah, fix engine fine. stuff. So I, um, so I ended up getting it back to the garage and I immediately found that it had a broken timing belt because that's what 4G63s do. No, that's what that's why it was non-maintained 4G63s yeah. do. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, what side, that's what sidelined probably 85% of the production of them. Yeah. Right. So that is, where, that is where my life lessons of 4G63s started. I ended up swapping it into the truck. I rebuilt the head. Um, and I got the truck running and driving. And then I, I kind of like... I couldn't get it to do something. Like, there was something about it that wasn't running right, and it just, like, pissed me off because I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. It might have been, like, Probably idle search. Hunting idle, yeah. Yeah, I think it might have been, like, idle search or something, and it was, like, driving me nuts. And, of course, it's, like, pre-internet, so yeah, I couldn't it's something we all know now immediately what yeah, to do, but... exactly. So I fought it forever, and eventually um, a friend of mine said, hey, I know a guy with a 90 Plymouth laser in his yard that he wants to get rid of. And I was like, okay. But I was still living with my parents. And I was like, I can't bring another car home, so something's got to go. All right. So I went out on, like, a Saturday morning. I ripped the whole truck apart, called up the junkyard. Junkyard came and took the shell. I kept the motor. And then I went and bought a $200 Plymouth Laser. And nice. that's Yeah, so that was turbo, front-wheel drive, five-speed. Um, shortly after that, I bought a 
90 GSX that was like abandoned in a parking lot. Um, that came f- with a Nissan Sentra because I couldn't take one car without the other because they were both awesome. abandoned in a parking lot. And the deal with the owner of the car was like, you got to take the Nissan Sentra if you're taking the Eclipse. And I was like, all right, sure. Take them both. <laughs> so I just called up the junkyard and I was like, come pick up this Nissan Sentra in the parking lot. Yeah. And they're like, all right, just leave the title under the seat. So that worked. Um, and yeah, then I bought my blue on D50. Um, actually, no, I got it, I got that actually for free. Some kid that was on the a internet. Clean truck, actually. It was a super clean truck, yeah. yeah. So some kid posted on the internet on a D50 forum, hey, I just blew up my engine. Does anybody want this truck? And he was in uh, Hancock, Massachusetts, which is like right on the border of New York. Okay. Hancock, oh, Hancock, yeah. Massachusetts. I've never heard of it. No, no, yeah, no, no. it's like it's this little town on the border of uh, New York. So I was like, well, if it's free, I'm going to go take it. Absolutely. So, because I was like, I have a 4G63 in my garage. And this is like a couple years later. It's been sitting in the, my parents' garage for a few years at this point. So I went back and I grabbed the truck. I felt bad, so I gave the kid a hundred bucks for it. I brought it back, swapped the whole engine in, and then I kept that for like six or seven years. So you had that for a long time because that's what everybody yeah. knew you as is the I guy know. with the blue yeah, truck. Yeah, I was four G six three Mighty Max on every forum. Yes. Right? Yeah. You had like Xterra wheels on it. No, not Xterra. No, Cadillac. Uh, Cadillac. Escalade. Yeah. Escalade. Escalade. Yeah. I was like X Escalade, <laughs> Xterra. SX, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And then I had the Dodge Viper brakes on it and, um, um, like, mishmash of transmission stuff. It was, like, it had wide-block internals. Uh, it was a KM132 with wide-block internal gears that are wider than the narrow-block yeah. gears. Yep. Um, but they fit in the casing? Yeah. They all, like, internally, it's all, it all fits together. That's there's bizarre. some There's some wackiness that you have to do on, like, each end of the casing, like, with, like, washers and stuff. Yeah. But I ended up I broke a gear in the original KM one thirty KM one thirty two and I needed to do something about it cheap. So I happened to have my wide block transmission sitting in my garage. So I was like, maybe it'll swap over. So I pulled them both apart and swapped all the stuff over and got a working transmission again. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a cool truck. I remember that truck well. Yeah, because I yeah. think people are doing just like Tremex and that stuff now. Yeah. Yeah, and power glides for the for the racer. Yeah, cause the, even the steering guys. I think we were talking to a couple steering guys who are doing Tremex now, and just cause people are making the bell housings. So yep. Instead of Mr. running Hancher. those, yeah. yeah. Instead of running those cams, because they're just kind of weak for a big power, I guess. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what are, everybody said. I mean, I I broke a gear in mine, but it was my own doing. I, yeah. I was driving like a jerk, and I basically just which one does when he builds a four G six body bag? Exactly. I was driving like a jerk, and I like totally missed a shift, and just like hosed the thing. Drove it back and it was just going wee, like all kinds of noises. It happens. Nice. It That's happens. cool. Yeah. Then you ended up with the Project Gallant. Then I yeah. Then I got the Gallant. So yeah, I um I sold the truck and I got the Gallant in trade of an LS1 and a, I think it was a little bit of money and some random parts and stuff. I I I got an LS1 that had a bottom end knock. And I was going to, like, rebuild it and throw it in my Impala. Ah, see, so, you now there is the connection with the Galat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For those who so. don't know, the Galat that I own, that I've told a few stories of maybe in the past on the podcast, yep. is the Galat that Jeremy is talking of. Yes. Jeremy did an amazing, amazing, amazing... Well, we should... That car... Body restoration. ...was a, a USDM car. Yep. That yep. someone at some point decided to convert it to right-hand drive. Yes. 
but did not know what the I don't hell know was why. Doing. It was a really bad install. Yeah. yeah, they cut the center of the firewall out and swapped like some of what the they stuff. had to. Yeah, yeah. It was like horrible, horrible work. Yeah. So I got the car because I thought it was cool. It was like a right-hand drive Galant VR4, and then I realized how bad the work was, and I was like, yeah. I can't, can't do this. I can't live yeah. with this. Because if you drove it, you would actually you couldn't live. You would have died. Yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. actually died, and I wouldn't be able to like put a heart box in it and stuff. Like none of that stuff. Everything was, was wrong. Yeah, or a wiring harness. Yeah, or, or anything. Yeah. Any of the parts. And the problem is now is that they're those cars aren't that expensive, and you can if you really wanted a right hand drive one, you could just import it. Yep. Because they're yeah, legal absolutely. now. Yeah. And for not too much money either. No. Yeah. I was looking at it before doing that. Remember the couple I looked at before. Mm-hmm. I bought your old car. But anyway, carry out the story here. Yeah. So, yeah, I um, I got the car in trade for um, – I had seen the car, like, kicking around forums for, like, a couple of years. Yeah, I remember the car when it was down in Florida like, or three spokes yeah. in the yeah, garage. Yeah, I don't think it was yeah. ever, like – I don't think it ever ran for a long yeah. time. It just kind of kicked around different owners. Right. So it, it had gone from, like, Florida to, like, Wisconsin to New York to New Hampshire, and then I got it. Um, so it was all over the map, and nobody ever had it running so I got it, and I saw the firewall work, and I was like, I can't do this. So I got a – so, yeah, that's another weird story, actually. I got a parts car galant VR4 um, just, again, by, like, knocking on a guy's door and saying, hey, you want to sell this galant VR4 to me? And he's like, well, you know, I've got, I've got some big plans for it. And we're like, okay. Yeah. So me and uh, my friend Greg ended up buying the car for a few hundred dollars. We split it, and we both took parts off of it. I took the firewall. Excellent. And, yeah, it was, and it was piles kind of rusty, of, right? Yeah, it was wicked rusty. Yeah, yeah. There was, like, no rocker panels. Even, like, the subframe wasn't attached to the body anymore because there was Just no metal yeah. to attach it to. However, the left rear quarter panel was good. Yeah. Which is For weird. whatever reason. Yeah. like that, And that's weird because the, the nice Gallant, the number 1803, that had a rotted left rear quarter. Yeah. Which is just really weird. So, yeah, that was another thing I fixed on that car. Um, but yeah, I ended up swapping the firewall over, which was a crazy amount of work. I'm like, looking back, it's like, why on earth did I even start that? To be fair, you made it a lot more work by making it look factory. Yeah, exactly. You could have buggered it all in, hidden everything under the plastics and dash, and it would have been good. But yeah, I have like, nobody would have bought the car. Yeah, exactly. And I have like this crazy... Um, I, I go, going back to my friend Jason, he I've worked on his like semi two Nova for like ages. Yeah, I've seen pictures of that and, car around. Yeah, and the work that I've done to that is like crazy meticulous because I think it's wrong to hack things together. Yeah. So I'd rather spend like endless amounts of hours on it and do it the right way than like hack something together and be mad when I'm done. Now I have an interesting off topic, real quick here for what? this. You love. The show Roadkill. I love it. Yeah. He hates the show Roadkill. I know. This is weird, right? You have the love for the show. I know. But you hate hacking cars together. Yeah. The show is built on hacking cars together. I know. Maybe I also love the show. And and I I I love the fact that they don't take it serious. I love that like they they take it serious enough. And when they do want to do something nice, they can do something nice. Yeah. But just the the fun they have with these cheap people. Once you showed me that episodes and then I understood because in the previews they make it seem like they're just hacks and they just throw it together. No previews don't do them any justice. I made him watch the one where they built the It was the Dodge uh the three the duster. Yeah, the, the, oh, junkyard, yeah. the junkyard duster. Yeah, the white duster awesome. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like and, drag raced it 
Yeah, they're beating the headers with a hammer, and he's like, ugh. I was like, well, if we watch Engine Masters, we can see exactly why that's (laughs) totally fine to do. We don't lose horsepower by doing that, so we're fine. (laughs) And somewhere I have that print mag if you really want proof. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, so I didn't know you'd change your mind a little bit on them. Have you started watching any of the episodes? You should start watching them because they're really good. I know. Like, it's so addicting for me, at least. I I watch one and I can't stop. I know. I watch them all the time. And if you haven't seen them already, I still watch them. Yeah. At least watch the episodes with the Ranchero. Yeah, okay. that's like that is my some all-time of the best favorite car and my all-time favorite right. build. Right. And, and anyway. Yep. anyway, that's the, that, that is my off-topic. Back to the Galant. <laughs> I know, because you were putting that – I remember looking at the forums. It was a couple of years you were putting that car back together, right? Yeah, it was a couple of years. Yeah, well, the thing was, like, once once you commit to cutting the firewall out of a car, you're kind of – you either have to junk the whole thing or you yeah. have to finish it. You either got to burn yeah. your money or yeah. So not. I was like, well, I guess I'll just keep going with this, and it'll make a cool build thread. Because not a lot of people out there are cutting firewalls out of cars. No. So I figured it would, no. it would at least be Nobody. interesting. Especially not yeah. 90s Mitsubishi. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And like everybody, every every non-car person that I know is like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like why on earth would anybody spend this time and money on a 1990? This is why I can't get rid of my Starion. Because right. I started it. It's that far into the process. You just dump it as his house. I have, I have that build thread going on it. <laughs> right. It's like it's there. It's not going to take that much more to do it. Everybody else in the world is like, you are the <laughs> dumbest I've ever, ever met. Why are you even bothering? You right. can go to Las Vegas and buy a perfect one. Yeah, for cheap. For like $1.95. This is yeah. the guy, um, I don't know if you know him. Um, his name's going to escape me now because um, he goes by two different names on Facebook in real life. But um, Scotty, Scotty something or other. He's got a junkyard of him out there. Oh, and he's saving okay. me a solid one. Yeah. And it's just like, what? it's just not worth me going out there <laughs> to drag it home. Yeah. Well, you have a trailer now, so yeah, maybe it is. Spend, you know, yeah. $3 a gallon of diesel well, all the way out there and back to get uh, it. So. Excuse me. Once you've got, I don't know, once you get some other stuff going and However, extra has, cash. If, if you want one as well, he has multiples so we can get a two-car <laughs> open trailer. And then it might be worth it if we split the trip. Right. I don't need one at the moment. No, but they gotta, <laughs> he's, he's clearing out his whole yard. He has like 30 of them. They're all going to go to the crusher if he has not credit. What? Yeah. That just makes me sad. It does, but what are you going to do if you get that many of them? You get rid of them. Yeah. party, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't run, so you can't have much of a party. If we just dance on them? Like, what are you going to do yeah. at a Starion party? <laughs> I guess you could do some, what? I don't know, what'd you, did you do 4G, 6 swaps in those? Oh, yeah. All day long. Yeah, yeah right. 4G, 6 3 3.18, 3.60s. I don't care what you're doing. I just make them all run yeah. and drive again. LS. Um, the actually, the big the big thing now with those is uh, two Js. Oh yeah, J's, yeah, I've so. seen a couple of those. Something Js. Yeah, Toyota Toyota Motors is pretty cool. That's an engine I'd like to play with. I, I haven't had any experience yeah. with them, but they look fun. They do. They sound fun. Yeah, they sound fun, mm-hmm. and they make a lot of power, like for not much work. Yeah, like exactly. stock bottom end power. Right, and you can go buy like a SC three hundred with a two JZ non turbo in it for yep. pretty cheap. Which have you seen the videos of that uh, the the blue Cressida drift car? Yeah. The 2J. It's a non-turbo 2J, but the car only weighs, you know, 2,400 mm-hmm. pounds, so it doesn't need the yeah. turbo. Do you remember the DSG Raider with the yeah. 2G? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. Awesome. yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. That was a cool car. Hey, we keep going off the Galant, so carry on with the Galant. So, I mean, I don't know. What else do you want to know about the Galant? It's... Well, I know you put it all back together, put yep. an engine in it. So yeah, it was for sale well, for a best, long time. The, the and best, I was like, <laughs> Here's the best part of the whole story, like, <laughs> which I can tell is the buyer. We can carry yeah. on. Well, I was... Well, well, you were putting yours together. I had built thread on mine because I had bought mine in 2011, yep. 2010. Same, similar era. And we were kind of going back and forth. We were looking at each other and stuff. And kind of, it was kind of motivating. You were seeing yeah. what I was doing, putting mine back together. Yeah, definitely. Mine was not nearly – didn't need that – well, 
it didn't need that much body work. Right. That's yeah. why I bought it because yeah, it didn't need body work. Nice. Mine that's was all <laughs> engine work and wiring. So yeah, that's where that was. Yeah. The other car, the other car that um, I would always watch. So there was your build thread, and then there was uh, Tom Tharp. Do you guys know him from? Um, he's got the YouTube channel. Um, oh, oh, Turbo Tom. Turbo Tom. Turbo Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's he's got his wicked nice. Like everything he has is like so meticulous and like clean. Yeah. Even his garage, I'm like, how do you keep it that clean? Yeah. So yeah, he always has the he a build thread. <laughs> yeah, he's got a sweet build thread of like, and of course his YouTube channel, like showing all these. Like, well, it's funny. I found his YouTube channel because he had that kid Nate has that had that super original. Like seventy two Colt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's friends of his. They did the the Interesting. video. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which actually, another off topic. I was driving to Florida this weekend. Um, a car hauler passed me with a yellow seventy four Colt coupe on it. Weird. Oh. Yeah, I was like, so you chase him down? Couldn't get my phone out fast enough. He was going like he was going ninety five south. I was going ninety five north. Oh. But I, I, it was on a car hauler, so I assume somebody bought it on eBay or Craigslist. Yeah. I haven't looked at the forums to see if it's somebody in the forum and bought it. But wow. I was very excited to see it anyway because I've never, I've never seen one in the wild. Yeah, like other than the ones I own, I've never been like, oh, a Colt. Yeah, I probably have in nineteen eighty five, but I didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I, so I was like, oh, seventy four, seventy five. Yeah. But, it, but eventually, you finish putting the Galant back together, and you're like, mm, it's time yeah. to sell it because yes. then you wanted you wanted turbo stuff for the Impala, right? Yeah, that was pretty much it. So, um, and I was like, Brad, you should buy this because you like my car so much, <laughs> right? So yeah, I, I put the whole car together, and um, I did all this like insanely like uh, clean work to it because uh, that's I don't know because I'm weird like that, and I spend endless time on things because you knew somebody was going to buy it who would care. Well, yeah, that might have been it. I I just felt I felt like it was a nice enough car where I should do the right thing for the car. Like I got like an emotional attachment to the car. Yeah. Which is like which is something I do to like cars and junkyards too. I'll like walk through a junkyard and be like, "Oh, this poor car. Like maybe I should maybe I should pull out of this junkyard and this is why we can save it." Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really sad. I literally have junkyard cars. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like I get emotional attachments to like all kinds of stuff. So yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what happened with the car and. I I did all this work to it and I got it done, and then I was like, "What am I gonna do with this thing? Like, I really have no reason to own it. Like, it was I I think I liked building it more than actually owning it. Right. And that that actually goes for a lot of the cars that I end up working on and my motorcycle. I have a motorcycle too. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, the blue Honda. No, it's a yellow Honda. A yellow Honda. It was a yeah. Honda. Yeah. So it's I, I've done like a bazillion hours of work on that, and I don't like riding it. I just like looking at it. Um, it's it's a weird right. thing. I, I, like, I have I have two motorcycles that have been in my basement for years. Yeah, I haven't seen the light of day. So right, I hear you, I hear yeah. You. I just like building things more than owning them. So yeah, I got it all done, and then I then I made a a for sale thread that went on for ages, and it seemed like as, I was, as your I was for gonna, sale threads do. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm the worst salesman on earth, and then I sell things, and then I like. I regret them. And... It's it's funny because I'm trying to turn myself around from being the worst sales worst salesman on earth because you know I've started my own vintage car business, <laughs> right? But I had a customer come to my house to look at the brown Colt, and yep. he's like his 16 year old son saw it for sale and he wanted to buy it, and I flat out told him I was like this really isn't the car for you. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, not to shoot myself in the foot because I'm trying to sell the car. I said, but if you're 16 year old, do you have a garage? Well, no. Yeah. I was like, do you know where to get parts? No. Well, I mean, he'd learn. Yeah. But is your son the kind who would 
if it broke, he would take the time to fix it? Or did he be like, Dad, can I have a ride to the store today? Yeah. He's like, all right, I get it. And I was like, I'll, I'll gladly sell you the car. Yeah. Except, but it might not be the way. If he wants a project to learn how to do something, mm-hmm. maybe find him a Miata. I think people appreciate that. But Yeah. But at the same time, the car's still sitting in my driveway now. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, but... Could use the money, but... Mm-hmm. No, that needs to go to, a, like, an enthusiast that, that appreciates what it is. The problem is there's only one 1980 Colt enthusiast in the world. It's and you. he's sitting in this room. Yeah, and he already owns the car. <laughs> right. So I'm screwed. Yeah. So. Oh. But it will forever be for sale because, you know, I told Deb I'll sell the car. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I will sell the car if somebody wants to buy it. I just... I, I, I'm not going to give it away, but... Yep. I mean, I was literally down like, 1200 bucks on the car, and I was like... Nobody yeah. wanted a twelve hundred bucks. So I was like, "Well, I'm not going to go any cheaper than that because yeah, it's, it's, it's a good like, deal. It's a good running car. It's not right. Twelve hundred dollars for twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, does it run on past inspections? Twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. There's no more two hundred dollar cars. Yeah, like, you know. What's the joke that you guys had on one of the earlier episodes? Where every car is eight hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. We bought a lot of eight hundred dollar cars. That, that yeah. car was one of them. Yeah. Right. But so Starian was one of them. Mm-hmm. Montero. Montero was one of them. Stephanie Subaru. Yeah, your Montero was one of them. Stephanie Subaru was one of them. What? Wasn't your Raider eight hundred bucks? No, the Raider was like five. Oh, yeah, good deal. Yeah, the Raider was like free. Yeah, yeah. yeah it should have been. Hey, ran for a year. Yeah. So anyway, the story with the Galant finishes off that you had it for sale for a while. Yep. Yes, I did. Uh, have you had a lot of tire kickers. A lot of tire kickers. A lot of people <sighs> like me who were like, I really hope you sell the car because I want you to get what you want. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm trying to save up some cash and sell some things. I really want to buy this car from you. Yep. And I bugged you about it for like six months or so. Right. And luckily, nobody else bought it. And luckily, I was the <laughs> only one that carried on with my promises of buying it. Well, yeah. Our, our other friend, our other mutual friend, Brad Anderson, was. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. He was trying, like, how to find a buyer for it because yeah. he really liked the car, too. He, he, was, he pushed me yeah. over yeah. the edge to buying the car. Yeah. So. Deb, when you listen to this podcast, Deb is my wife, for those who don't know, um, it's Andrew's fault, Brad right. Anderson's fault, yes. that I bought the car. Because we both own Galants. Because you both own Galants yeah. and you pushed me into it. And it's Jeremy's fault for holding on to it all this exactly. time so yes. I could buy it. I should have traded it for like a PlayStation 3 from some of the guys on Craigslist. Uh, yes. If I knew I could have got it for PlayStation 3, it might have <laughs> saved a little bit because I bought that car like five months before my wedding. Yeah, I mean, so, I don't know how you pulled that off. Very understanding wife. Thanks, that's why Deb. I married her. That's why I married Deb. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so. then then I, I took that money and immediately dumped it all on my Impala. Which is a good place to put it. Yeah. Because you're not going to lose it now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, I've always had that rule that car money is car money. Yeah. If if, like, it's, it's, money is hard to come by, obviously. You know, we all work hard for our money. Mm-hmm. But if I sell a car... Which is I'm changing now, obviously, because I'm doing it as a business. Yeah, it's my income, but it's always been when it was just a hobby. If I sold a car, that money was not for like groceries. Yeah, like unless we were starving, <laughs> that money went back into other cars because I'm not going to get that money back again. Yeah, and that's actually how I wound up buying the Galant because I had um, the cheap Comanche pickup. Oh yeah, that I was gonna I put some that. time and effort into, and then I wanted the Galant. Right. And then our friend Justin wanted the Comanche. Mm-hmm. So I sold him the Comanche for like half of the price of the Galant. And then I mm-hmm. had less money to come up with to buy the Galant. Yep. So, and the Comanche and the Galant both suffered the same fate, unfortunately. They really? both needed motors like within days of sale to uh, new motors. Yeah. Which isn't your fault. Again, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not blaming Jeremy at all for what happened to the car. Um, 
But he put a new top end on the car, rebuilt the head, right? Yeah. Um, and put a bottom end of unknown origin? Yes. Yeah, the bottom end was a uh, – we we called it the mystery engine because um, one of the guys on, on the local uh, New England DSM forum had it in his garage for, like, years – and I saw it in, like, the background of some other picture that he posted. Like He, he right. was selling, like, I don't know, some other parts. <laughs> and I was like, hey, is that a six-bolt in the background? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, do you want to sell it? Because I need one for my galant. And he's like, sure, but I don't really know much about it. And I was like, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> so I ended up buying it, and it had, um, it had like, it had burned a lot of fuel and not gotten enough air. So, like, it was just full of carbon, unlike anything I've ever seen. That also probably explains what happened to the bearings, then, if there was enough fuel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, washed down. Washed down. Thin down, the, thin yeah. down the oil. So, anyway, long story short, when I bought the car, it sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I drove it for, I probably drove it for about, like, 250 miles, I would say. Yeah, that's about what I got out of it, too. Yeah. I drove it, I got it home, I got it registered, I drove it to my house, from my parents' house in Salem to Georgetown. Georgetown to Salem, drove to work, drove it home, and then I took my brother-in-law and my nephew for a ride, and that's when it blew up. Yeah. So it was yeah, probably about 100 miles I put on it. But yeah. It was not known motor. It's not like you said. It's not yeah. Like you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. It's unfortunate. <laughs> and uh, you are the best person I've ever bought a car from because, <laughs> you know, you... Because Santa Claus brought Santa you Santa Claus a... brought me a new short block for the car, which unfortunately yeah. to this day I haven't done anything with yeah. because... I know, I'm waiting. I, there's been so many. If the if the truck hadn't broken, yeah, I would have. I was next in line. And it's just I have so much going on, and I just the problem is when I took the car apart, it has that kind of exhaustive unknown origin too. Oh, I know the origin of that. Okay, well, it doesn't really that's fit, a weird story. It doesn't really fit the car. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it doesn't really fit the car. Right. I needed to dent it a little bit to make it like pass the subframe. The sub, or well, it touches like the subframe when it's installed. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. Which is why I want to replace yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could. Just... The motor is basically loose; it's just hanging on the mounts. Yeah, we, we yeah, yeah we, we took a day, and uh, actually, Brad Anderson came over as well. I had it. I had it ready to come out in about an hour because I've yeah. done the done so this many before. Times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't have an engine at the time, but now we do. So, like, we'll just clean up the one that we gave you. Make sure it's all set. Yeah. Go through it. We can have that in in a weekend. Oh, I know we can, but I, I want to send the motor out and have it. And I, yeah, once that's done, the actual labor of putting it in is literally a weekend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I want to take the, the motor yeah. in the car apart because the head is good because you had the head redone. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I'm still going to send it out. Yeah, um, just have it clean. Just have it clean. Make sure there's no yeah. metal shavings or anything in it. Yep. Um, and then I want to ha- have the also kind of known, unknown bottom end. Because it came yep. from... Oh, yeah. That was another, like, mystery sitting in a garage for a long time. Yeah, we'll plastic age all but the But we all know the, the history of it. It came out of a 100,000-mile car. Yeah. So we know how many miles are on it. We know yep. what the car it came out of. Cool. Um, that was Chris, I think his name is, right? Yeah. Neptune Racing. Yep. Um, so we know the basic history of it, but we will still go through it. We'll, like I said, we'll plastic gauge it, make sure the bearings are good. Yep. And yeah. Make sure we do get a motor that will last... Mm-hmm. If it was me, I would just throw the thing right in there and see if it knocks. <laughs> see, that's the problem. I think I think it, it takes less time to do that than it does. It yeah. it does, but as I was taking it apart, I made a list. Yeah, and that's the main reason I haven't finished the car yet 
because this list grew exponentially of all the yeah. stuff. I was like, this car is so nice now that I want right. to keep taking it to the next level. So then he was looking at me yeah, and my OCD. I'm like, no, you need to fix that. You need to fix that. Need yeah, to fix yeah. That. So now, and it's not, again, it's nothing you did wrong. <laughs> no, no. It's just it's my wanting to now make the car yeah. that much nicer. Right. So I, I don't want to put it back with the same parts. I yeah. want to put it back with... I want to install the AC in the car. Yeah, and the engine know, bay is really nice. The engine bay is the paint job in the engine bay is yeah. amazing. Um, I, I want to make it like pretty much factory fresh when it's yep. done because the car is that close otherwise. Mm. So that's the main reason it hasn't been done. And the exhaust yeah. is probably the biggest expenditure. Um, Just make your own. No, is that crazy? It's you not bought crazy. the downpipe and then made the rest of it. Yeah. Brad Anderson has a downpipe for me, actually, I think he yeah, said. Yeah, so just a first-gen downpipe. The length was uh, at the, towards the end of it because the bumpers on those cars, the USD and bumpers, are longer. Yeah. So that's where the difference is between that and a, and a 1G DSM uh, exhaust Yeah. It's just the length of the muffler. Yep. So. Well, I do know that it didn't – maybe it fit at one point, but once yeah. everything settled in, the, yeah, the, down, the downpipe it. was knocking on the – yeah. On the frame. I remember when I first looked at the car, I was like, oh, that's what the knock is. It's just the exhaust hitting yeah. the frame rail. I mean, the uh, cross member. I was yeah. like, perfect. This is fine. Yeah. And then Easy. I moved things around, and it still wasn't happy sounds anymore. So, yeah, that's brutal. But nonetheless, I, I'm, I'm not upset. That's why you're here. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I was invited here, so. No, we'll make yeah. it work. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely make it work. And and the, the more cars that I sell from my collection, the closer it gets to being done. That's true. Unfortunately, Sapporo broke at the very end of last season, so i got to fix that mm. first now again. Yeah. But Yep. Yeah, that's so, a cool one. So, no other project cars now other than the Impala? No. I basically, So, I moved into a new house that had a much smaller garage. Oh, your garage so, was amazing. Oh, you had a nice garage. Yeah, that was a nice garage. So, I need to... Um, I need to kind of work on other people's stuff for a, a little while and make some money so I can build another garage. That's pretty much my game plan is I'm going to try to not buy anything project-wise for a little okay. while um, and probably just work on other people's stuff. Because <laughs> um, like like I said, I think I just like working on stuff and building cool cars more than I like owning them. Right. And I think if I was to just – if I was to start another project, I would probably get it done and then just like get rid of it. Yeah. So yeah, Although I, I, like, I, I like to talk about building cars and then yeah. collect them. Well, sometimes I like just I'll just help people with their cars because yeah. I just yeah. like working on them. So maybe, maybe this is this is a like spending... conversation we have to have here. Where <laughs> Wait a minute! I send a car to Jeremy <laughs> to do a four G six three swap in, yeah. and then Andrew can go down and help build the car. There you go. And then everything's all done. I'll pay you some cash. I'll drive it home. <laughs> Everybody wins. But I did come across a Porsche um, not too long ago. That's right actually on. yeah, I know. I, I think about this Porsche like every day. I'm actually staring at a model of like one that's pretty darn close. A 930? It's I don't know. I don't. I think it's either a 911 or a 912, like 1960s. Okay. Um, so and it's been narrow body then. Ah, uh, got me. I don't know enough about Porsches to like know what that'd, the heck anything. That'd is. be like a wide body because it's turbo. So the yep. fenders, it's got they call it hips. It's okay. got hips in the back. Yeah, 930 is the turbo. Yeah. Okay. Earlier, so, yeah. earlier than that, they'd be narrow. I would guess this is a mid '60s, either 911 or 912, but I can't tell because I'm not, I'm not hip to Porsches. I don't really know enough about them, and it's also like buried in the <laughs> woods, mostly. Really? So yeah, basically, when I was when I was in high school, um, I used to drive by this car all the time, and it was sitting on a paved driveway. And then one day it disappeared, and I was like, oh man, I should have stopped to like try and buy that car because it yeah. looked like it was like an abandoned car in this driveway. Yeah. 
So then, like, years and years pass, and just a few months ago, I drove by the house again, and I realized that, like, the leaves had fallen off the trees, and I saw it, like, tucked in the woods next to the house. So it's still there. It's now been, like, I don't know, let's see, uh, 18 or 19 years since I first saw it. This is down your way? Yeah, this is this is pretty close to my house. Um, so, yeah, I'm dying to just, like, go there with, like, some cash and just kind of throw it at them and see what happens. Yeah, you got to do it now before somebody else does because the Porsche it's market like, is ridiculous. I know, I know. But the thing is, like, it's so, it's so, like, buried in the woods that even if, like, you would never, ever see it unless you knew to look for it. Right. So hmm. it's, in, it's in a pretty sweet location because I don't think anybody else knows about it. Except for dun, our dun, dun. six listeners. Except yeah. for the six listeners here. <laughs> yeah, but which I to... won't give the location of two. So uh, yeah, that... I know of one of those two. Yeah, um, I looked at it a couple of years ago for the blue one. Yeah, and uh, I couldn't come up with the cash at the time to buy it, and it was not a ton of money. I think it was. I think I came to like an agreement of like five grand with the guy. Yeah, and he was a second owner. It was a seventy-four nine eleven. Uh, Targa. Oh my god. Um glass back window. Factory AC in like a golf blue color. Mm-hmm. And I just I didn't have the money cuz 5 years ago it was I I was still living by myself and I was still paying you know my mortgage by myself yep. and, and I still had a car payment I think then and it was just I, I couldn't I couldn't pull it together. And uh I've kind of lost touch with the guy and do you know if the car's still there? The car's still there. Because it is worth $5,000 all day long if yeah, it's 900, 9-11. <laughs> 100% worth $5,000 all day yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Now, this is five years ago. The bubble right. burst after that. Yeah. Um, which was that five grand. I was still kind of like, because the car <laughs> needed a lot of work. I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of money for a project. Yeah. I don't know if the bubble burst. They're still up there. They are worth a ton of money. I'd say before the bubble grew, I should say. It yeah. Was, you know, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite there. It was, it was starting to go up, but it wasn't like... Yeah. You know, but uh, again, the, a '74 isn't the most desirable 911 yep. either. So it's not a six-figure car, mm-hmm. and because a, a it's a Targa, it's 911 E or not 911 T, which doesn't mean Targa, which <sighs> I learned later on. News to me. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's a 911 Targa. 74. I mean, it's probably a sixty-thousand-dollar car. Yes, yeah. sixty-sixty-five. What do they call those mid? It's mid-year. not mid-year. Not mid-year is the bigger bumper car. This is, oh, 70 f- does, Porsche, does Porsche call them mid-year, too? Is that a, I they thought have, it was a Corvette they, thing. That is a Corvette thing, but it's, it's like an enthusiast thing. They call oh, them really? mid-years because it's oh, like I a, had no idea. big bumpers on an older style or something like that. Huh. It's, I, we're we're going to get made fun of by a couple of our listeners I that I know are huge Porsche nuts. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I know enough to, to, to have a... a an intelligent conversation, but not enough to have like an Einstein conversation about right. it. Yeah. So I, I I know the car is worth all day long the money that I. I'm looking at nine forty fours because they're cheap. They are cheap and they're pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely take one of those. It's a weird swing on those though. It's yeah. a super weird swing. They can either be super cheap or yep. like ten grand. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And the car looks outwardly the same. Yeah. Yep. And you're not sure so. like what makes one worth a thousand dollars and exactly. ten thousand. Right. You're like. <laughs> Maybe I don't know enough about these. Well, and that's what people say. There's no such thing as a thousand dollar nine forty four. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you can buy it for a thousand dollars, but thing ain't got to run very long for a thousand dollars. Yeah, I heard the same thing about Deloreans, where every Delorean is twenty five thousand dollars, no matter what you spend on it. Which is twenty thousand dollars more than it should be because yeah. Delorean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're terrible cars. But I, I, I get mean, the fanboyism the of them, and I, another podcast 
that uh, we listened to, the guy in the podcast had one of them. Yep. And he sold it when he got a picture of his painted for his wall because he's like, I just like looking at it. I never like driving the car yeah. anyway. <laughs> right. The other thing I like is uh, I keep looking on Craigslist at uh, Mercure XR4 TS. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's my buy. You can't take that from me. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. There's a guy that's selling two of them. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> One for each. <laughs> he wants like 750 for the pair. Or something stupid like that. Or 750 each or $1,000? What is it? 1000 for the pair? I thought it was like 500 It was something really cheap. Oh, so cheap. Yeah. You should probably buy those. Because I just want to rally cross it. That's all I want it for. I want to daily it because I'm dumb. That's fine. As long as you're not looking for reliability. Oh, see, here's the thing. I'll buy the XF4TI and then the Galant will never get finished. And the right. Stanger will never get yeah. finished. And... Yeah. So you already have turbo. I just want to, I just want a rear-wheel drive vehicle I can rally cross. That's literally all I want. So either like an E36 or that Mercure, just something cheap I can drive in the dirt. Yep. I'll sell you the Blue Colt. Boom. Yeah, I don't want to ruin that in the dirt, though. Just paint it. It's fine. No. Anyway. Anyway. What else we got going on? Anything? I think that's about it. Oh, no. One more important thing. What's that? We are officially ending the yeah. coloring contest. And we forgot. We Ooh. didn't judge it yet. We did not judge <clears> it. Because <throat> we were busy. <coughs> yeah, I've been busy driving around everywhere. Yeah. getting sick. Um, so the coloring contest is over. Um, Jeremy didn't get an entry in, so. I did He was pretty excited about it at the beginning, I, and he still blew yeah. it. I know. I'm, I, I, I'm, still, do it. I'm still excited. And the thing is. Like I, I, I would listen to the podcast every week, and I'd hear you guys be like, "Why aren't you doing the coloring contest?" And I'd be like, "I gotta go home and do this. I gotta print out a couple of them. Me and my son are gonna yep. color the heck out of these things." And then I just didn't. Yeah, I was basically a total slacker on this. I had one of the, like the best like family nights in a long time, like coloring with my wife and daughter. I'll leave them up fun. there. They'll be on the internet. I'm you can download jealous. them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I, I, all right. Use them afterwards. All right. No, no, no prizes if you submit them, but we still love to see them. Yeah. Okay. But so the entries are closed. We do have, I'd say, we have about eight total. Eight or I nine. think so. Yeah, we we have enough to judge them. Um, I made an executive decision. Yeah, we're going to do an adult and a child. Okay. That's um, what I thought. And we have a couple of child entries and a few adult entries. Yep. <coughs> uh, we'll get them together. We'll look at them. When we do decide our winner, it may wind up being a random jarring more than a. Hey, you're better coloring than you are because they're okay. all pretty damn good. Sure. Um, and then we'll find out whatever kind of car the winner is interested in, and we'll see what we got in my stack of 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 model car and diecast car goodies to give away. I had a couple of people uh, message me lately about building model cars again because we were talking about them. Yeah, so. we're putting, pushing people over the edge. So that's so, pretty cool. Did you start building again? I I have a 64 Impala. I know you're an RC car guy though, right? Or you uh, were. I I I was for a very long time, and then. Like a year ago, I got out my Claude Buster, which, which I don't know if you're familiar with. Yeah. That. Super cool to my idea. Yeah, so I got that sucker out, and I um I put new servos in it, and I got a new receiver because I don't know if you guys remember how terrible the, like the range was. Like I do, fifteen twenty years ago, yeah, when the police car drove by and keyed its radio, your car crashed into the yeah, woods. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it was awful. So I got one of the new ones, the, the two point four gigahertz. Yeah, and I can go like for miles. Yeah, they're amazing. I can't even believe how good it is. Yeah. So yeah, I um you mean my I, my Magnum Junior is not top of the line anymore. Not even <laughs> it <close>. is not. <laughs> so yeah, I ended up uh, like redoing this this Cloudbuster, and now it's like a a usable functional thing. Excellent, again. excellent. So yeah, it's pretty. Well, your son's getting cool. older, so he's excited yeah, getting think, into that. I think he's going to time get into to it. get him a hobby grade. Yeah. Yep. I was trying to convince my wife that he needed an El Camino. Like sure. a real El Camino. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's how I, got I don't my know Camaro. if she's on board yet, Lauren. You can uh, you can let me know. <laughs> that's how I got my Camaro. I'm thinking. Listen, yeah. okay, Lauren. Here it is. <laughs> I was eight years old when my okay. father bought my Camaro. So we got four more years. 
Perfect. And he put it aside, and he said, when you get your license, you can't have this car. Perfect. <laughs> he said, but once you've been driving for a few years, and you've proven yourself to not be a jackass, mm-hmm. you can have this car. Yeah. I so, think this is a good plan. And here it is all these years later. I didn't start driving it at 16, but at 18 I did. Yep. yep. And I still got it. Right. So... So was he driving it during this time? No, it was parked. Okay. My father's like I am. He has way more cars he knows what to do with. I see. And at the time, he owned a body shop. Yep. So he had like a storage facility. The car just mm. sat for many, 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 many years. I like this idea. Yeah. It's, a, so, it's yeah. a wonderful idea. And then it gives the kids some reason not to be a jackass. Yep. So not that your kid's a jackass. Yeah. I'm just saying, when he becomes a teenager, <laughs> all kids have a little bit of jackass in them. Yep. yep. I certainly And did. then if they have a, a, a cool, like, goal... Exactly. Maybe they'll not be a jackass. Like a 64 to 72 El Camino. That's the good generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, yeah. Yeah. Second, third gen. gen. Yep. Yeah. Those are cool cars. Definitely. Excellent. So coloring contest over. Yep. By Jeremy son and El Camino. Yep. Yep. Lawrence to prove this. Yep. Everything else is good. Yep. As always, uh, this episode is brought to you by... Vintage Imports of New England. That's right. Which you can follow them at... Instagram, Instagram, Vintage Imports of NE. Yep. Or on Facebook, Vintage Imports of New England. Yep. Um, our inventory is dwindling at the moment. Yes. Uh, we've sold another car, which is excellent. Um, but there's more stuff coming, hopefully, in the near future. Uh, I do now offer transportation services because yes, I do, do now have a trailer and a truck with a good alternator to haul things with. Yep. So that's good. An enclosed trailer. It's an it is an enclosed trailer. Specialty transport. Specialty vintage car transport, which I will have. Or auto parts. Anything that's. Hey man, if it ships, it if, if it fits if it in fits, your trailer, it ships. Yeah. <laughs> in your trailer. Um, anywhere in the continental U.S., um, I do have tire straps. Yeah. So it won't even be tied down to the chassis of the car. Nice. So everything is uh, pretty legit, if I do say so myself. Cool. Uh, follow you at we're on Instagram here we go again T-S-I-S-S 350 is my personal Instagram account you can follow me at Raced in Anger or you can follow the podcast at Auto Off Topic Uh, you can follow us on Facebook it's the Auto Off Topic podcast Uh, I think that's it I don't have anything else Jeremy has anything I I have a website hotrodcoffeeshop.com excellent which is it's just pretty much me posting my projects yeah, it's and and there's a couple of uh, of actually really talented guys on there that hang out on the forum right. that are from uh, like New York and Texas and uh, Georgia and a few other places. But they're like extremely talented car guys that do some. Uh, do Any some names awesome that we might know? Or... You know, Pro- what's funny. Probably not. <coughs> I've meant to join that site like a thousand times. Yeah. And forums are just so inaccessible now because right? Facebook is just so much easier. Yeah, but you know what? I've been going back to forums now. They're so much better. Yeah, but there's nobody there. Yeah, it depends. There's Mark. some. There's yeah. some really active forums like the the Expedition Portal. Um, the Mitsubishi section of that forum is very active. Yeah, the classic Colt forum is. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, there's certain ones. So are... maybe we should have all of our auto off topic listeners all join up to the uh, Hot Rod Coffee Shop. Let's go look at it. I, I support the idea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the reason I built it was because I was mad that other other websites were, like, vanishing. I would post all my builds, and then they would just delete. Right. I would be like, okay. That well, was a lot of work goes. for nothing. Yeah. 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 So then I just built my own. So Cool. Excellent. Win. And you can follow the build thread, I think, a lot there. Oh, yeah. Yes. Most definitely. Yep. <laughs> 
So, uh, anything else? Uh, I mean, yeah. I know you kind of have an Instagram, but you don't really use it too much. Yeah, I don't really use okay. it. Okay. Do you YouTube channel for work? No. Uh, I mean, oneiauto.com is is where I is where I work, and uh, I would encourage you to buy some auto parts from oneiauto.com. You might even actually, catch me on video, actually. Yeah, we have seen some. Around. Yeah, I've seen some, some videos. Very like informative yep. videos from Jeremy. Yeah, Nutt. we have like four thousand three hundred how-to videos so far. We make about a hundred videos a month. Oh wow. Yeah, it's pretty that's ridiculous. Really, it's a lot of videos. Yeah, that's like sure, that's like three a day. Uh, it's actually well, we hey, kind we, of weekends. We average <laughs> a little over five a day. Oh, that's more wow. than like some like professional YouTubers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that we, makes them professional YouTubers. Yeah, the yeah. Mo- yeah. The most <laughs> we've done is 137 in a month. Wow, which is crazy. That's and a lot. they're like how-to videos, like how to replace stuff on cars. <laughs> well, we decided so, yeah. to start doing some how-to videos ourselves. <laughs> Excuse me. Awesome. Uh, and we've done one in the past six months. That's pretty good. So, got to start somewhere. Hey. But uh, so that's uh, any, any what, what, what subject is the YouTube cars, channel? So. Uh, it's one I is one I auto on YouTube. Okay, yeah. If you search one I auto, you'll find forty three hundred videos mm-hmm. and a hundred new ones every month. I'm so, gonna have to look at some more of those videos. Yeah, it'll blow your mind. Cool. We actually made a really great one today. I don't know if it went live today, but it's uh, it's removing the hood on a Chrysler three hundred. And the guys doing it, they snap their fingers and just appear on on the screen. It's <laughs> it's the first like crazy footage special effects. <laughs> Pretty awesome. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Cool. Excellent. Well, thanks for right. coming. Yeah, it was great, great having you. Thanks Absolutely. for coming down. Thanks for having me. Because I think you're like an hour away, right? Yeah, but it was yeah. actually a very nice ride. All right, excellent. So I'll let you get home because it's uh, going to snow and yep. uh, Brad's tired, and so I want to get home. So yeah, I need gonna, to sleep. Yeah, we're going to wrap this podcast up. And thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. There, <clears throat> there goes my voice. <laughs> keep your cars analog. Yeah, keep your cars analog. <laughs>